0: some new things to report this weekend. I hope you all had a good weekend. But things are heating up in this fight to save the Republic. Just when it looks like things are over, I think things are not over. Yes, there's been a couple of setbacks in terms of courts in Pennsylvania not wanting to hear things, or courts in Georgia throwing out things, uh, legislatures not wanting to do things, but I think this is all just uh, going to wind up being for the better. I'll explain that in due course. Hello, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. If you have not already done so, please subscribe to the podcast by going to the iTunes App Store and simply searching for NP Online, and you'll be able to subscribe to the show that way. In the alternative, you can always download, download the free Podbean app, but if you uh, are an iPhone user or an iPad user, it's probably just easier to use the native Apple podcasting app. And congratulations to you Android users. If you go to my Facebook page, you will find a link to our podcast app in the Google Play Store. Now, apparently Google is undergoing some uh, reorganization, restructuring of the Google Play Store, just like Apple did with uh, the music app and iTunes and all sort of putting it together. And now they have a thing called Google Podcasts. So if you go to Google Podcasts, you'll be able to see that stuff. Uh, If you search the Google Podcast, you will find my podcast listed among them, NP Online. So moving right along, we have a few things that we want to cover today. First, as I explained, we did have those decisions rendered uh, against Sidney Powell by a Michigan judge rejecting a suit. No surprise there. The judge, Linda Parker, was an appointee of Barack Obama. We have a similar appeal uh, rejected in Pennsylvania saying that they was also filed late, they don't have standing. But all these things are just accelerating the track of these things to work towards the Supreme Court of the United States, which is where I think this thing is ultimately going to wind up. And there's some other interesting information which has come to light. Apparently, Patrick Byrne, for those of you who don't know who Patrick Byrne is, Patrick Byrne is the founder and former CEO of Overstock.com. Patrick Byrne is a libertarian who says he's never voted for a Democrat or a Republican in his life, and he did not vote for Donald Trump. But he is very much a proponent of the Constitution of the United States, and he sees this as nothing short of an absolute assault on liberty, on our Constitution, and on our right as free citizens to choose our leaders. If this is allowed to go, We will never have a free election in this country again. And accordingly, he has assembled a crack cyber team composed of former members of the United States military and intelligence community, and they've been on the track of Dominion voting systems ever since the state of Texas raised questions about certain elections that took place there in 2018. Dominion is no longer allowed to be used in Texas. They got rid of them because of holes in the system, and they've now... Done some tremendous uh, analysis of these voting systems. In many of these states where these ballot dumps took place, we have, in certain cases, a thousand to literally tens of thousands of ballots in a row, all being counted for Joe Biden. As he put it, this is gives you a way of understanding it. You know many of these things require almost an MIT level of mathematics uh, to understand. This does not. If you were looking at a voting precinct, let's say, where 96% of all the people who voted in the precinct were to vote for Joe Biden, the odds of you getting a 1,000 or especially several thousand ballots in a row, all for Biden in one string, without a single Trump vote in between, well, let's put it this way. You've got a better chance of winning lotto. The odds are in the billions to one. It's almost it's literally just about essentially mathematically impossible. You couldn't get it. You'd go your whole life without ever seeing something like that. So that's going on. And the Trump campaign apparently is availing themselves of this research. Now, President Trump himself said you can expect big things happening this week. He didn't say exactly what. But we do know that a judge is allowing the Trump team in Michigan to do a full forensic audit of several Dominion, Dominion voting machines in the questionable counties. And the auditing of those, of those machines and the evidence that they glean from that, I think, are going to be very illuminating. On the other side of the coin, in Pennsylvania, Judge Alito of the United States Supreme Court has issued a deadline to the state of Pennsylvania that tomorrow morning by 9 a.m. they have to file their briefs in response to the complaint that was made against them by the Trump campaign. So things are going to heat up at a very accelerated level. And I just want to point out one thing. Everybody is focused on this December 14th date when the electors have to meet and cast their votes. I'd just like to point out that there is no constitutionally mandated date for the electors to do this. It could be December 14th, it could be after December 14th. The only date that really matters is the 20th of January when the new president has to be sworn in because if for some reason after the electors vote to certify if the supreme court of the united states should find based on evidence available at that time when they hear it that there was absolute fraud in this election as the highest court in the land they have the power to decertify all of those certifications in all of those states in which case the appropriate remedy is provided by the Constitution. The House of Representatives would pick the president, and it's not every representative in the House that gets a vote. Each state gets a vote based on what party controls those state legislatures right now. 38 states in the union are controlled by the GOP, so we know what that means. Just to keep it all real. So that's the latest we have on the election front. That aside from the fact that you already know that Rudy Giuliani is diagnosed with COVID. I don't think there's going to be a major setback to the litigation. Uh, He's probably not incapacitated and probably could make all these appearances uh, via a cyber link. So I don't think that's a big deal, just to keep it real. But I do want to point out a few other things. Uh, I I read with, uh, and this is just a little change of pace because we've been so focused on the election, I think you might want to use something a little different, so I'll give you something a little different. Um, I couldn't help but notice that the parole board in the state of California recently decided to release Leslie Van Hooten. Now, Leslie Van Hooten uh, was a follower of Charles Manson, She's, she has served over 50 years in prison. Now, the parole board has voted to release her several times in the past. Governor Jerry Brown reversed the decision. Governor Newsom reversed the decision, and he's reversed that decision again, uh, which is causing her attorneys to now appeal to a superior court in California saying that they must enforce the law and release her because Governor Newsom is not going to. Now, I am not a big fan of releasing murderers, and I'm not saying that Leslie Van Houten should be released. But I think it's laughable that Governor Gavin Newsom is declining to release her because he states that she poses an unreasonable danger to society based uh, on her conduct in the past. Well, I think that Governor Newsom poses an unreasonable danger to society based on his recent conduct here in 2020. So where do we go to put him on ice? And just to give you a little bit of enumeration as to the things that I'm talking about, uh, as Californians deal, I'm quoting from the article, as Californians deal with the double whammy of -of out-of-control wildfires due to the state's lack of environmental stewardship and forced blackouts due to the state's reliance on unreliable green energy... California Governor Gavin Newsom had the audacity to say that he has no patience for climate change deniers. Climate change is the biggest crock of shit that has come down the pike in I don't know how long, and it's just part of the continuing campaign on the part of the left to try and use something to control you with. All of this climate change stuff is based on climate change models, not on actual climate change data. And the the data that the models Predicted would happen has never come to pass. So it's rather like going to the beach because the the weatherman told you it's going to be a sunny day. Well, what good is it when you get to the beach and you find out it's raining and it's 55 instead of sunny and 85? So much for the for the for the uh, the predictions. So much for the model. What matters is the weather. And there has, there has been no appreciable warming or climate change. There are not more hurricanes than there have been in years past, and they've not been distributed drastically differently. We have forests. In European countries, they have forest cities. They don't have these wildfires. It's because California doesn't know how to deal with their own forestation. They don't want to cut anything. That's Gavin Newsom. Now, Gavin Newsom has also sought to restrict attendance at houses of worship while doing nothing for rioters in his state. The handwriting is now on the wall. Wrote an attorney, the final days of Governor Gavin Newsom's color coded executive edicts banning worship are numbered and coming to an end. This is a result of a court decision in California ruling Gavin Newsom's restriction on houses of worship as unconstitutional. And the latest one from Newsom Newsom has announced a regional stay at home order, which will be triggered by the availability of ICU space in hospitals. When triggered, the stay at home order will be in place for three weeks and will bar gatherings of people from different households. This is pretty good. Under the order, the following businesses and recreational facilities will be forced to close. Indoor and outdoor playgrounds, indoor recreational facilities, hair salons and barbershops, though probably not for Nancy Pelosi. Personal care services, museums, zoos, aquariums, movie theaters, wineries, bars, breweries, and distilleries, family entertainment centers, card rooms, satellite wagering, limited services, live audience sports, and amusement parks. Schools with waivers will be allowed to remain open, along with critical infrastructure. Now, how much of this do you really want to sit by and take? You'll notice that throughout this COVID-19 nonsense, not a single public sector worker has been put out of business. The teachers who are no longer going to school are happy staying at home, doing classes in their bathrobes, having coffee uh, and not having to commute anywhere, not being disturbed. They're very happy. Why are we paying to fund this school system? Why can't we all just collectively decide we're going to drop out of our school system because our kids aren't going there anyway? They're going to an online classroom. Well, if they have to go to an online classroom, why can't that online classroom be someplace other than our current school district? Why can't it be conducted by a body of educators who espouse a philosophy on education that mirrors our own, one that doesn't trash the history of the United States and calls us a, a disreputable country and a contemptible country, one that was illegitimately founded. Why can't it be a course of learning which champions American exceptionalism, America lib- American liberty, American ingenuity? We have to go online, That online class could be anywhere. Something to think about. In fact, I'm thinking about it so much lately, I may retain a lawyer and just try and see if we can bring such an action against the New York City Department of Education. Seems long overdue. And lastly, what I wanted to cover today, uh, because there's not been a lot really breaking new, so I just wanted to give you a couple of things, is what really happens, God forbid, Joe Biden becomes president. Yes, I know you've all heard the stories about what's going to happen from an economic standpoint, what's going to happen from a healthcare standpoint. Uh, we're going to have socialized medicine. The economy is going to tank. But let's talk about something bigger. Is it wise for us to have a compromised, feeble, dementia-ridden, corrupt president who's in bed with the Chinese government at a time in world history when communist China is on the rise and the United States is on decline or was on decline prior to the arrival of Donald Trump, is that wise? Because right now, people in Australia and people in Japan are extremely worried because China is expanding its influence throughout the Pacific Rim. And countries like Japan, prosperous as it is, and, con- and countries like Australia will be one of the first to come under the thumb of the Chinese. They'll be bolstering their military. Japan will be bolstering their military. It's funny how things come full circle. When Japan was conquered by the United States and General Douglas MacArthur wrote the new constitution, the Japanese asked him in the new constitution to put an amendment renouncing war and restricting their ability to fund a military military so that they would never be tempted to engage in the foolishness of war. That's how bad they felt for the devastation that their people suffered as a result of the atomic bombs that were dropped and the total cost of the war. But now, look what's going to happen. Not even 100 years later, just 80 years later, less than 80, about 75 years later, it's going to be in the United States' interest if Japan changes their constitution, and they've been debating that for some time to remove those limits, because now the danger of being taken over by communist China is far greater than the danger of Japan ever becoming a militarist power if they had a huge military budget. How funny, after 75 years, things come full circle. Proving the old adage, those who don't study history are destined to repeat its mistakes. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.